0: And welcome to Sporting for His Glory. I'm so excited. Again, I know I always say I'm so excited, but like I'm super excited uh, to introduce you to today's guest. Today's guest is Alwyn Ice. As a professional athlete, Alwyn has competed in extreme sports events where he has made history being the first paraplegic in South Africa to complete the Ironman and the first paraplegic in the world to swim the Robben Island Crossing. Alwyn is also a public speaker and minister of the gospel, ministering internationally with his prophetic and healing ministry. Alwin also has a coffee business, book Unbroken and documentary Against All Odds, alongside his inspiring and edifying YouTube channel. So thank you so much, Alwyn, for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Carrie. I really appreciate it.
0: Honestly, it's so amazing because I've been following you on YouTube for a while. And honestly, your content is just so amazing. And it's just great to see the way that you really minister with like the love of God and just how that, you know, impacts people. And just to see people encounter God is just always great. But I think for me as well, personally, being like a wheelchair user and seeing you do what you do, like it really stirs my spirit for sure. So, yeah, it's such an honor to be able to speak to you today.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I do appreciate it. And, um, you know, it's actually, I oftentimes think about it, and it's so like diverse, you know, the things that I do. Um, but it's, it's incredible, you know, the Lord uses every situation for his good.
0: Yeah, love that. So before we start properly, we always start with a prayer. So thank you Lord so much for this opportunity. Thank you for this moment for us to glorify you to speak about you. Thank you for the amazing ways that you use us. Thank you that you use all things for your glory. And Holy Spirit, I just surrender this whole time to you. And I just pray that yeah, you just speak through us and I just pray that those who listen will really be encouraged and inspired and they'll really encounter something new of your love and of your presence. And I thank you so much for Alwyn and his ministry and just all the incredible things that are going on, and yeah, just give you glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Fabulous. So the first question, tell us about your sporting background pre and post accident.
1: Yeah, so I actually, you know, I would say that's like the biggest uh, platform that the Lord has used me, and also history-wise, I've always been actually a professional athlete. I started out with playing rugby. I grew up in a a school and environment that's very you know rugby focused and you know in South Africa rugby is like a religion Mm. Um, so people are very serious about it and I played some uh, provincial rugby some top club rugby in South Africa for many years and when I had my accident um, it was quite devastating you know and we'll get into the accident a bit later but it was quite devastating because now all of a sudden you can't do what you love most. Um, and the adaptation was quite big, going from such a physical sport to you know transitioning into para sport. And to to condense it for you, my para sport career has been also been very diverse. I went out with a mindset of I want to try everything and see what I'm the best at, what I enjoy the most. Um, so I, you know, I did rowing, which is like sculling in those single boats. And um, I know I know Britain is quite very good at it. You you had a very few uh, good um, para rowers. I remember that back then. And I also did track and field, where I did shot put, javelin, discus. Um, and then I actually transitioned to cycling and that's where my love for triathlon actually began is cycling and then swimming and then wheelchair racing and that's that's kind of that which stuck um and now i specialize in doing iron man uh that's my my biggest passion just because you know it's such a a big um what do you call it, like a big challenge you know to to do an iron man um but that's that's kind of what stuck in the end so triathlon is is my thing now
0: yeah oh that's amazing it's also really great to speak to a fellow wheelchair racer which is yeah super cool but also in terms of the Ironman tell us a bit about that experience you know the training and also actually competing in it
1: yeah so that, that was it, it was probably one of the the greatest experiences in my life you know looking back at it now I haven't I haven't competed in in a few months um, cause I took a long rest after my full Ironman just because, you know, the, the training, the preparation, uh, to me, it was, you know, getting into it's, it's essentially three different sports that you get into, you know, you have to be a wheelchair racer. You have to be a swimmer. You have to be a cycler and, um, not just that, but it's quite extreme. You know, it's a 3.8 K swim in the ocean, 180 Ks on the bike and then a full marathon in a racing chair after that. Um, the preparation is, it's incredibly brutal. Um, I'll be honest with you, it really took a toll on my body. And I think it's because, you know, I was i was new in the sport. I just focused on that for a few years, getting into that. And the training is, it's intense. You know, uh, you that do wheelchair racing, you know, um, you, you really have to put in a lot of work in, in a single discipline. And when it comes to three disciplines, it's like you, you're never comfortable with all three at the same time. Just when you're comfortable with your cycling, um, your swimming might be lacking a bit. Or when you start swimming, the the speed and the tempo and pace that you want to swim, your wheelchair racing is lacking a bit. So it's it's constantly, you know, like balancing the scales. Um, and trying to be the best all-rounder that you can be. Um, But it's been an, it's an incredible journey. There's nothing like doing an Ironman. I'll be honest with you. I've done quite a few extreme things, but there's nothing like an Ironman. Ironman is not just a physical challenge, but the mental challenge is out of this world. I mean, um, it took me 12 hours to complete my full Ironman and, it's, it's 12 hours of like, you know, a mental battle that you fight, you know, keep pushing your body. And I think that's what I enjoyed the most. To be honest, I love the the mental stimulation um, from endurance sport. So pre-accident, I used to be, as I said, a rugby player. Um, but that's very, you know, stop, start, sprint, work, that kind of stuff. And transitioning to endurance sport is, that's just a whole nother ball game. Um, so you also have to be very strategic with it. And I, I enjoy that, you know, being strategic, mentally tough and physically tough. It, it really tests uh, the human spirit, I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I love what you said about mindset because I remember watching one of your Ironman videos and actually sent it to one of my teammates because I thought it was so cool. Like the way that you were narrating kind of your experience as well and how you linked it to Hebrews twelve one, And I could really tell, yeah, like the importance of having that mindset. And I wonder, like, what role did your faith play in that? Like, did it give you that extra motivation, you know, like doing the Ironman?
1: Yeah, so my, my biggest reason actually for doing an Ironman is, is because it's something that the Lord put on my heart. So that was like the the foundation for me for pursuing these kind of dreams. And I don't think it would have been possible if it was my own motivation. Um, And I'll be honest with you, when I did my first half Ironman in 2019, that was more my own motivation, you know, that I wanted to do something. I wanted to prove to myself that I'm physically okay after this, this accident, being in a wing chair. And it almost felt like I had to prove something to myself. But when when I did my, my full Ironman, so I just did one full Ironman, but I did about seven half Ironman. Um, and the full Ironman is, that's next level. Like, I can't compare that with a half Ironman. But the full one, that really took it out of me, you know. And I remember, like, on race day, the conversations that you have in your head you know, and that you also, you know, th- that you have with the Lord on that day. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how people do it without their faith. You know, in in Jesus, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know anything else, so it's very difficult for me to comment on that. But it's been a huge um, help in in my time of need. You know, um, my faith and doing this for the right reasons, and what I what I love most is how the lord put these things on my heart to do. I was privileged to be the first in South Africa and the first in the world to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about it, I would say that's like the the pinnacle for me is because I am a believer. Okay? And and that's that's the platform that the lord used in these events because I'm, you know, I'm I'm not shy about it. Uh when I have interviews, I always say it so uh, that that was really like the pinnacle for me because all of a sudden you do something and the world's eyes are on top of you because they can't not, not be because you did a world first event and then you you know you say you're a believer so it's kind of like they have to listen if I can put mm-hmm. it that way yeah um, and that was really you know something special for me to really you know just give honor to the Lord uh, you know for for everything that he's done
0: yeah oh that's so amazing and also in terms of your faith could you tell us a bit about your faith journey and when you became a christian
1: yeah so i grew up in a christian home i grew up uh, christian very conservative church um you know that that was kind of like my background and i've always been a believer but i would say things really changed for me when i i became paralyzed you know when when life really hit me That's when things got very serious, I would say, in my relationship with the Lord. And that, you know, when when things like that happen, then it's like you you get to a crossroad where you're going to have to decide, um, are you going with the Lord and his plans for your life? Or are you going to resent him and actually, you know, have a bitterness in your heart? Because we see this, you know, you're in the same position. We see this with people that, that get disabled, people that land up in wheelchairs. Either they dive into the Lord or they, they dive into, you know, the other direction of wanting nothing to do with Christianity. And I'm very fortunate that i made the wise decision to rather pursue Christ and pursue a relationship with him and, you know, get more meaning out of what happened. And it's really just actually been been a huge help. Um, Christianity is not a crutch, it's a way of life. So it really just helped me in everything that that I needed to do, yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, great. And in terms of bringing faith and sport together, like how do you find your faith really helps you, you know, in the day-to-day of being a professional athlete?
1: Um, as I said, you know, I think the the biggest thing for me is you know, the reason that you do things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has just really helped me now in the past year i've i've been focusing a lot more on on ministry work and public speaking and that and i find that sport was it's almost like it was an entry it was a gateway it was a platform that the lord uses um and if i can say anything about that is it's the sport is amazing but we must always remember the bigger picture and remember the you know the the most important thing and that's having a relationship with the Lord, and I think that's where many people, many sports people actually miss it. That are Christians, um, that our main ministry is not on the sports team field. It's actually just in our quiet place and having a relationship with Him. Yeah. Um, on the sporting field is how He uses us. So, um, yeah, sport and faith it's it's like two you know tracks of a train, basically for me. Um, and that was that was how it is for me, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love how you said that. It's true. And I love, yeah, our main ministry is, yeah, we're ministering to the Lord and we're, yeah, focusing on Him and seeking Him. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, let's talk a bit about ministry. So tell us about your ministry and how you began that journey.
1: So I think, um, you know, ministry was, was quite a, was a very natural process for me in terms of ever since I had my accident. Um, I got invited to share my testimony. That that was basically like the the foundation of it. Many I went to many schools, churches, small groups, events, where people just actually got inspired by you know the the whole redemption story, the the standing up against all odds, going on with life, and then connecting faith to that, giving honor to the Lord, and that's that's kind of how my ministry just began. Is Is through this event that took place, through this car accident, through this tragedy that took place, that's how the Lord structured this whole ministry, I would say. And in later years, that's only when when I started transitioning more into, I would say, a preaching role from just a testifying role. And to me, I'm sure you can relate to this, but uh, I've I've told my story so many times um it's almost like I wanna I wanna also get the message out there that look I am more than just what happened to me yeah there's a lot more than just that because people always want to hear the story and I think you know in eight years I've probably told it over a thousand times um so that's that's kind of how the ministry began and then I transitioned more into like listen guys this is great. The testimony is great. Uh, God is good. He's He's amazing. He saved me from this. You know, life goes on. But there is a better news, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, that's that's the the good news. And there's a lot more to my story than just what happened to me. Um, as I said later in years, then I I always had a I had a passion for for healing. Obviously, because I myself have gone through so many health issues. Um, and ever since, you know, I've always just been praying for the sick, um, you know, doing doing the work that the Lord has called us to do. And the ministry kind of just took shape from there, where um, I love praying for healing. Um, it is a prophetic and healing ministry. And that's just the main way that the Lord uses me. Um, as you've seen, you know, if you go on YouTube, you can see that. And we all have a have a personality. And the way that i put it is, spiritually, you also have a personality. Spiritually, you're also put together with different gifts and and tools, basically. And the Lord's going to use you in that. Um, and only later I discovered actually what my spiritual gifts are, I would say. Um, if you go read 1 Corinthians 12, you can see what I mean there. And that's, that's where you're going to be like, most effective. You know, if you really step into to how the Lord puts you together physically and spiritually. So yeah, that's that's kind of like in a nutshell. Um, what well, what the ministry entails.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. I love I love when you're speaking because you literally just like flow really effortlessly into my next question. So <laughs> that's really great. Because I was literally going to ask as well, like what advice would you give to those who really want to, you know, move in the gifts of the spirit and are really desiring to. You know go deeper into the prophetic as well.
1: Yeah. So Carrie, you know, I think um if there's like one or let's say two points, which I think are very important. The first one is all of all of these things are birthed out of intimacy. Right. And that's always the number one thing. You know, if, if we look at the gifts of the spirit, it's incredible. It's amazing to to see the Holy Spirit move in your life. All right. I grew up in a very conservative denomination where those things weren't—they weren't known. I, I never knew about these things, um, but because I had a close relationship with the Lord, these things became highlighted to me. I started noticing certain things, how the Lord uses me in certain settings. So, the number one thing is intimacy. You know, the Lord says if we draw close to Him, He will draw close to us. And that entails us drawing close first, and then he will draw close. And the second thing is definitely desire. Um if you desire these things, if you pray for these things, the Lord is is good and faithful to provide those things. If you look at Matthew seven, seven or Luke eleven eleven, it talks about that we need to ask the Lord and He will He will provide. If we knock, He will open, if we seek, He will, we will find and he will give us the Holy Spirit. Now, I think much of, of ministry today that we see, unfortunately, the, the Holy Spirit isn't always involved, you know, and I come from that background, very conservative, you know, the church has to operate in a certain way. Until I I saw the moving of the Holy Spirit and I understood that, wow, this is actually where where the life of of jesus comes comes out you know through his holy spirit that's where lives gets changed that's where people get encountered that's where people get healed and delivered and and lives start to change really um so i would say you know just pursue the things of of the lord but make room for the holy spirit also in your life make room for him um I'm. I'm not someone special. I can't make anything happen. It's just because I've learned to yield to the Holy Spirit and make room for Him, and and not always feel the pressure that I need to do something because I don't need to do anything. It's only the Holy Spirit that works through us, um, and it's it goes so it's so countercultural, you know, letting go uh, yeah. so the Lord can do more especially us being in, in a sporting world we are driven, we are put together to perform, right? And when it comes to, to Christianity, it's like the more you can let go, mm-hmm. the more God can use you. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's, it's complete opposites. Um, but with practice, we get better with this. It's a lifelong journey of growing closer to the Lord, yielding more to Him, and submitting more to the Lord.
0: Mm, yeah that's so so good it's so true it's that yielding that surrender and yeah it makes you think like and I think that's why I'm so stirred like seeing people like you and others like going out into the street and literally just doing what what God wants to do in us like literally when we think about it when we really really think about it God lives in us Jesus lives in us and we are empowered to live in the power of the Holy Spirit and yeah it's one of those things isn't it when it's in us and yeah and it's just about yielding and just about um, surrendering yeah so good
1: yeah like you know carrie it's it's so it's, it's like you say the yielding it also um i do a lot of street ministry and things and trust me it's it's nerve-wracking every single time yeah okay um i'm more of an introvert so me just going up to strangers and talking to them and start sharing what i what i'm experiencing the lord is showing me and sharing um it's it does get easier, but it is still a challenge. All right. And that's where it comes in that we need to deny ourselves. Um, you're going to have to die to yourself and just realize, you know, let let the Lord work through you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amazing. And also on that note as well, like what encouragement would you give to those who really want to live in boldness? You know, maybe are thinking like, how can I be bold and just go out and do the things that, that God wants to do, you know, in my life? Like what advice would you give to those people?
1: Yeah, so um, I think I'd rather take off where I just left off. Is the denying yourself? That's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, the moment you can you can put aside your your own uh, ego or pride or self righteousness, um, that's when those things become easy. When you're not afraid to fail, and you really just go for it, and realize that you've actually got nothing to lose, you've got everything to gain. Um, that's how I felt with, you know, doing an Ironman, going for it. It's really just because I, I came to a point where I realized, man, I've, it feels like I already lost everything, you know, given my accident. And when I started training for an Ironman, I just, I didn't actually care what other people thought that what if I don't make it? I was just like, look, I'm already at rock bottom. So I'm just going to do my best. And that was probably the best mindset to adopt with anything in life is to just deny yourself it doesn't matter if you fail just go for it you know just give your best and just go for it um there's it's not failure you're just going to learn out of it and once you start thinking about it that way it makes it a lot easier just really step out and just go for it
0: Mm, yeah Thank you. So true. Let's go back just a little bit. because I'm just thinking for those who don't know what prophetic ministry is, would you be able to like break that down for us? Please?
1: Yeah. So in the in the most basic sense, it is hearing God's voice. That's it. Hearing God's voice for the world around us. Now, if you look at prophetic ministry, that is just basically a a foretelling of. What is God saying about someone's current situation or about their future? And it all boils down to just hearing what is God saying. Um, and I think why it is so controversial is because many people struggle with the fact that is God even still speaking today? Mm-hmm. And it's so much easier for people to only believe that God only speaks through his written word. That is definitely the main way that he speaks is is uh, is the Bible. But the Holy Spirit has so much more that he wants to share with us, things that you won't find word for word in the Bible. What do I mean with that is if you are seeking the Lord about a decision that you need to make, um, if you should move from England to Australia, you are not going to find that word for word in the Bible. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And that's where it comes in to be able to hear God's voice. What is he What is He saying to you? How is he leading you? And how is he guiding you? Because uh, the Bible tells us that the sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. Um, and prophetic ministry is all about, you know, being led by the Spirit, stepping out. And because God has much to say to every single one of us. God is constantly speaking. And it just comes down to hearing his voice. What is he saying? and being a a messenger for the Lord.
0: Mm, Yeah yeah it's true I really love the way that prophetic ministry is you know really that sense of people encountering God but also realizing that God really cares about the details as well you know and I think that can be so encouraging whatever you're going through to know that yeah God like really cares and he sees everything and I was even reading something I can't remember it's that verse but somewhere in Psalms it's talking about you know how God is is like no other in the sense that he's not like the idols that can't see that can't hear that can't speak and again I just think prophetic ministry and a lot of kind of like when we see the gifts of the Holy Spirit in action. It's that reminder that God sees, He hears, He speaks, and He doesn't change and He continues to do that.
1: Absolutely. You know, we serve a living God. So um once once you start, I would say, embracing the prophetic, it's extremely beautiful. You will my, my whole perspective change, my whole relationship changed when I realized that God is speaking and He wants to speak to me every moment of the day. He wants to say something about every situation in my life, no matter how small. Um, he wants to be in. He wants to be there. He wants to be included and involved. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing if it's done in the right way. And I understand that it has been, you know, misused, abused, or perverted in in history. Um, but if it's done in the right way, it is something that is so edifying, you know, to the body.
0: Mm, yeah. Amazing. So, as we're kind of drawing to the end a bit now, do you have any encouragement? What would your word of encouragement or advice be for Christians in the sports and fitness world?
1: Um, let me think you know for for Christians in the sporting world, um, what I what I really like is you know if we if we look at the sporting world in general, um, I believe Christians should be a part of every sphere of society every career, every part of, 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 you know, what we do and to be a light in that area. And I think it's sport is such an incredible thing, such an incredible vehicle that the Lord can use, uh, to display his glory. And for us, you know, that's in Paris sport, that verse comes to mind that, um, the Lord will use the weak things of this world to confide the strong. And, um, I love that because that's something that I held on to when I was training for an Ironman to, you know, do something that is so far-fetched physically and you do it while you're in a wheelchair. So, yeah, I just want to encourage people, you know, the Lord can use your weaknesses and um, be the light whenever you go, you know, shine shine what the Lord has given you wherever you go.
0: Amen. So amazing. and finally. Could you, Alwin, close us in prayer? Anything you have on your heart to release uh, to our listeners?
1: Yes, of course. So Father, I just thank you for everyone listening, everyone tuning into uh, this this podcast or this voice. Father, I pray that you be with them. And Lord, may you display your glory in them. Father, may you give them strength uh, to, to continue this, this race that they are running. And Father, I also pray that you will, Reveal yourself to them in new ways, Lord. Reveal yourself to them in new ways. Holy Spirit, may you flood them with your love and your grace and your power. May you comfort them on the journey that they are with. Lord, we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alwyn. Honestly, this has been so incredible. and I know so many people are going to be really, really encouraged.
1: Oh, it's a big pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sporting for His Glory. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For more content, also follow our Instagram page at Sporting for His Glory. Be encouraged that you are empowered to represent Christ and glorify God wherever you go, and in everything you do. See you on the next episode.